Welcome to The Stellar Woman Show, the podcast, magazine, and video hosted by Stella Olivia Kikoyo. Each week, Stella will be bringing you a guest or a segment from The Stellar Woman magazine, whose mission is to spread thriving global women's stories, expert knowledge, and experiences covering mind, body, and spirit, fashion and beauty, money, business, and leadership, so that you too can be inspired, learn, be empowered, and thrive. Since knowledge is potential power, our aim is to spread it like light from one woman to another, which we believe will help to bring about change in perspectives and create new possibilities for all women to learn, be empowered, and thrive. We know if one woman thrives, her family and community thrive too, and the world becomes a better and brighter world. With over 100 interviews and stories, articles, videos, surveys, real life and business lessons and trainings, we believe that there's no better women's classroom as the Stellar Woman Show and Magazine. Stella and her guests will be exploring how they started, the dreams realized and unrealized, aspirations, the steps taken, the challenges, failures, lessons learned, decision-making process, and what made them successful, and the stellar woman that they are. For more information, check out the website, www.stellarwomanmag.com. Now, here's your host, Stella Olivia Kikoyo. Welcome, and thank you for choosing to be with us here on the Stella Woman Show. This is party of our courageous decision-making conversation with Beth Lapitas. If you missed part one, please look out uh, for part one in the previous episodes. Let's kick it off. So the next question we have here is to do with the fact that we can see you as a stellar woman who's shining, who has done so many things. Now, the key question people would wait for, has she failed at anything before? And um, definitely people want to know, how do you get yourself up after going to the bottom or hitting the bottom? And have you failed at anything before? (laughs) I fail every day, every single day. I've already failed in this interview three times. Um, I I can think of three things I've said that I wish I hadn't. Um, (laughs) I, I mean... If you're not failing, you're not trying. You know, it's like fail a lot. I mean, the fear of failure is one of the key things that holds you back. Uh, The courage to fail. You know, I have failed uh, miserably uh, at so many things. You know, the good thing about being a comedian is if it's bad, it's funny. So, you know, eventually most of it is hilarious. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And and it's to borrow a leaf from uh, comedians because they laugh at everything. And at times I just keep thinking, you better laugh at this situation as well because then it eases you up instead of uh, stressing yourself and really getting out of line. Like, you know, the, the, the equation is pain plus time equals comedy. So uh, it's not usually funny immediately. <laughs> the bigger the pain, the more time. Tiny things become funny fast. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. But you talked about something that I thought our um, subscribers and listeners should actually take. is 
the courage to fail. I just hooked onto that and I thought, wow, that's something strong, something to take away, something to help us to dare to be more courageous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go for it and go for it without attachment. You know, it's the attachment to result that really holds us back. Mm -hmm. You don't know what the results. There's so many things that are in my life. You know, I've done a project and it hasn't gone where I wanted it to go. And then three years later, something I learned in it is key to doing another thing. Um, you know, you just have, you know, the the fear of of failure is an attachment to result. And a, I mean, of course, we want good results. I mean, I'm not crazy. We all want to succeed. We want it to work out. And you do want to, you know, you want to have enough success that the failure isn't it's the difference between a noun and a verb you don't want to be a failure but you can have some failures you know or something like that yes. you can fail without yes. being a failure and the way to do that is to learn from your failures and to um, grow and create you know it's another way of saying mistakes also you have to be willing definitely thank you um, having worked, interviewed with um, so many men and women, I would like to know, do you think women make decisions differently from men? I know. No, I can't answer that. I don't. The only thing I would say, I don't see any real gender differences, except, you know, I do have a sense and I can't, I have a sense women, you know, hear the clock of time a little more loudly, and that might give us both an advantage and a disadvantage. It does kind of keep you like moving because you hear that clock, you know, there's the, the baby clock and then there's the women in the world needing to be young clock. And, you know, we hear the <laughs> clock for sure, really loudly. <laughs> And we're trying to run from it. And in a way, it gives us an advantage, but it also can be deafening and it can keep us from hearing, you know, that quiet. When the clock is really loud, it's hard to hear that small, quiet voice that we have to learn to value. So in a way, you have to honor the clock without listening to it all the time, I think. Not the clock without listening to it all the time. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, you're a host and a producer of Uncombrain, uh, a comedy show. So why and when did you make a decision to do this show? Well, like I said uh, earlier on, there was that moment where I was just frustrated with the comedy world and I thought there's got to be a better way, um, you know, suggest a different game, but I had no idea really what it was. I had come from New York where uh, being a performance artist in New York and then a comedian, and I had a very sort of arty idea of what comedy should be, I guess I should say. And there was a lot of showcasing going on. There was a thing called a tight 10 where comedians would just do the same thing over and over. There was a lot of, uh, it was a very hard place to be a woman specifically in terms of this. So one night I was at the con, but so I lived with the question. If I could say one thing uh, about making decisions is one technique I use is to try to love the question. I can't always do it, but I do believe in it, which is if I have a question like how to make comedy better, like, I don't know, I can't decide about it because I don't even know what I think, but I can love the question of how would I do that? Like, 
I want to do it a different way. What is that different way? I didn't have that ideal of the question when I was in my 20s, but I do now. But I was living it in a certain way. So one night I was at the comedy store and I was following this guy named Andrew Dice Clay, who was famously a very uh, women-hating comedian. And he was doing his usual misogynist stuff. And I was backstage watching and he was killing. And even just the fact that you call it killing in comedy is so awful. And, <laughs> and um and I was hating him for doing that material. I was hating the audience for laughing at it. I was hating myself for hating everybody because I don't do well with hate, which actually is not a great thing for a comedian. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then I did fail. And then if you want to know, you know, and then I went on. I'm sure I didn't do well. I'm sure I had a bad set. Fail, fail, fail. Then I still didn't know how to change anything, but I had that in me. And then shortly thereafter, I did a show at a place called the Women's Building, which was a small artist. You know, it was a, it was a beautiful space where Judy Chicago first did the dinner party. And um, and I was doing a, a show that, I, I mean, they just were, la they, it wasn't quite as funny as they thought it was. Like I knew how funny and anyway in the meet and greet afterwards i was like when was the last time you laughed i mean it just wasn't quite as funny as you thought it was and they were like oh, we don't laugh we're women and we're artists and we're lesbians and uh, you know if we go to comedy clubs they just make fun of us and i said you know i'm gonna get back from tour it's actually going to london and um i'm gonna make you a show it's gonna be unhomophobic unxenophobic unmisogynist it'll be the uncabaret and i don't know where it came from it was a download i had never thought of that word wow. i didn't really go to cabarets i mean i'd seen cabaret the movie with my boyfriend and his boyfriend. I know it was a very immersive experience. And, um, but I don't know where it came from, but I honored it, you know, that, and that, that right there is a, is a thing about decision-making. So that was super intuitive. I didn't know where it came from. And I might've said, I don't know, this is crazy. Why would you do that? You hadn't, you know, but there was an audience. I honored the fact that there was an audience and part of the decision-making for me is always connection. I, I long for connection. And that was really just the beginning, but, you know, I did do that and, and that was, we ran there and then we moved and, you know, and they had, then there's a long story, but that is the very beginning of it. And, um, the, I, in some ways feel the decision was made for me. I mean, I asked the question and the answer was given and I heard the answer. And you acted upon it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And it has been running for over 27 years. Is that true? Well, it's hard to say. I never know where to count from. <laughs> I've so never known exactly. Should I count from that first show or then should I count from then we moved, had they lost their space and then we moved to another space? And I consider like that the insemination and then this other show, the sort of, uh, gestation and then there was another show that was kind of the actual birth where it made noise and everybody but really from that first thing it's been it, it's been you know over 30 years but i don't know i you know it's hard, hard to say but a long time a long time quite a long time how do you keep it fresh and relevant to the new audience well, oh, yes. I have tried to close it. I have tried to kill it and will uh, has not stayed shut. Um, that is one way I've kept it fresh. I've killed it and it's been reborn. Uh, I ask, I care about keeping it fresh and that's one way. 
is, you know, I bring in, you know, and and it, it naturally stays fresh because people move on to other things. I have to bring in other people. I have to move venues because venues close. Mm-hmm. I have to, I've changed as a performer. My needs have changed. I just, and because the show itself is really about being in the now, it is performers with new material and I'm obsessed with sort of trying to name the now. And so even if nothing else changed, I mean, it has been experimental and open to new formats. We were on the internet before. I mean, we were when we started, there wasn't even cell phones. I mean, that's how long it's been. So we've really, you know, we did an award-winning website when that was new. We've done, uh, we did a series for Amazon before Amazon was really a thing. I mean, it's always tried, you know, it's always been a little bit ahead. Um, we were on Zoom uh, two weeks after the uh, two weeks into lockdown, we were already doing Zoom shows before anyone, and uh, and but we're still doing them. I mean, that's another thing too. We have maintained those shows because it was an innovation that really stuck. We've tried some things that haven't, you know. Anyway, we have spinoff shows. Um, I divorced my producing partner. <laughs> that kept it fresh. Uh, and it was hard. And so, you know, we added music. Uh, there's a music director who came in when I restarted. I tried to end it, didn't. And then uh, we, when we brought it back, I did it with a, a partner who was a musical director. And we added music. So, you know, staying open. Staying honoring, open. honoring the past, creating the future. Honoring the past and creating the future. I love that. I love that. Um, so uh, the next question was about you um, being the good mother of alternative uh, comedy, whether you've always wanted to be a comedian. And I think you answered that a bit. Mm-hmm. Did you just grow into it or you always wanted to be a comedian? Did you always want to make people laugh? I know it's about, is it so much about making fun or connection? Because I think you also mentioned connection. Yeah, it's about connection for sure. Yeah. I mean, I never, I don't know. I didn't always want to be a comedian. And in fact, I have a hard time even with that word now. Um, I think there's a certain sort of feeling around that word. I love being on stage and doing what exactly looks like comedy. And I am a comedian, but I feel like it's got such a vibe around it, that word. Um, But yeah. I didn't, I, I mean, I, I remember being, you know, in bed with my parents watching the late night talk shows and laughing and thinking this is the greatest thing. And I do really love, I really love being funny. I mean, it is a joy. So. Amazing. Thank you. Now, in regards, because you do too many things, in regards to companies, I know you've worked with Disney Oxygen. I, I want to know, what's your most exciting project that you've worked on? I think we've really talked about the most exciting projects, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, I know you were the first guest star for Will and Grace. What was that like? Well, one of the great lessons of that, I mean, it was amazing to come into the show as the first guest star because they were really just, the energy was really, it was the first season and it was just starting to become itself. And, you know, beginnings are so exciting, especially beginnings that are going well. Um, so it was a real honor to be just in that environment. And uh, it felt really, I felt very graced, actually. Uh, and the main real takeaway from that is uh, the director, James Burroughs, who has, you know, one of the big 
Hollywood directors of television. He, the way he directs, it's so funny because he's such a visual director and he really does do a lot of sight stuff and there's a lot of physical comedy. But the way that he directs when he's working on a scene is he closes his eyes and he listens to the scene and he listens to the words and how they're being, you know, he just listens. And I think that um, that's such a huge takeaway. Just listen more. You know, especially as women, I think we really can. I love to talk. Look, I'm a talker. It's my whole life. And I think because women who are trying to succeed and achieve are being, you know, we, we naturally shift into a male dominated paradigm. And that has to do with talking and action and doing. And this goes back to what we were talking about, the divine feminine to it feels almost too womanly to, and maybe we're not doing enough when we listen and listening is the other half and we can't cut that off because we want to succeed in this world as it is. Listen more, just listen more. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you also have um, something else. You, you created the infinite creator and this is just a hub for aspiring creatives. What inspired you to start this space and the classes that you offer? And how has that been for you? You know, I started teaching when Uncabaret was pretty young because there were people watching it, wanting to learn how to do it. And it was such a particular kind of comedy that there wasn't anywhere else for them to learn it. And the, you know, the, the requests were coming in and eventually we said yes. Um, at somewhat reluctantly, I don't know why this is me being obstinate. I mean, there are pictures of me as a little girl at a blackboard teaching. I mean, mm -hmm. like it, I was born to do it, but there is also that thing that, you know, it's a second tier thing. Like if you're, you know, those who can't do teach. So I think I was afraid of the teaching part of it because I didn't want to get shuffled off into that area, which was awful because, mm -hmm you know, we're all teaching and learning all the time. And I definitely have it in my DNA. So um, as part of my fate, destiny. Anyway, uh, I finally accepted that. So we started it as the Uncab Lab teaching stand-up. Then it kind of grew into more different, you know, as I developed my method and what it was I was teaching and how to be your authentic self and knowing yourself and how do you know what stories to tell, it kind of grew past what was called the Uncab Lab and uh, we renamed it uh, The Comedian's Way, which was kind of a joke on The Artist's Way. And it was a picture of me falling through those mountains that she has on the cover of that book. Um, and we taught that way for a while. And um, and then when I split with my partner, I, I didn't want to carry over our, you know, just I just wanted a fresher start. And I just re and then it was just the Bethel Petus workshop. Eventually, I was like, the title should say more and I should, you know, and then I turned it into the infinite writer because I found there were more different kinds of writers coming to me than just comedy writers. And I was just listening to what that need was. And eventually it became, well, it's a whole system. I'm really coaching as much as teaching and different kinds of people are coming to me, including, um, you know, therapists, authors who want to do speeches and business people who are doing speeches and people who want to work on their social media and a lot of writers and some, you know, 
comedians and I'm working with people on creating really not just the work, but the life that goes with the work and that it is infinitely connected. And sometimes like learning to trust yourself or make a decision, which falls outside the exact realm of making the work, but is so important to the work. Um, so eventually, so, you know, fairly recently I shifted to the infinite creator and perhaps this is the title that I will, you know, stick with for the rest of my days, but it is a community and it's a community of creators who understand that there's a transformation that is always happening. And it is about the transformation into the person who can do the work, doing the work and then growing into that person and then doing it's, you know, this, this is amazing sort of constantly evolving and growing and organic becomingness that uh, we're allowed to do and which I really believe in. That's amazing. I like it. Infinite creator. It's, 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 I just feel that like that's the right one. <laughs> it's right for now. Who knows how things will change? And, you know, eventually, I, you know, when I came to understand that, you know, part of it is turning the piles of paper that you have into projects and then getting those projects out into the world, that I am both like 100% process oriented and 100% product oriented. I, you know, that's 200%. I understand that, but you know, people tend to be one or the other and I'm really both. So that connection also creates the infinite loop for me. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's all inclusive. Um, yeah, that's very good. Thank you. So you are host, a comedian, a producer, an author, a coach, an actor, uh, sorry, an actress. And I can see that there's just so many skill sets there. What skill sets or skill set do you see that transcends through all of this? What what's what are the is there a particular skill set that you see that allows you to serve in all those capacities? Well, beyond that skill set that we talked about at the beginning, um, I would say curiosity is a I don't know if it's a skill, but it is definitely part of my nature. Um, yeah. I think storytelling, being a storyteller is a skill set, and that is definitely woven in all, all those things. Um, and, it, and, and the skill of connecting, not just the desire to connect, but the ability to do it. That's amazing. Thank you for that. So how do you keep going? What keeps you going? going? I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I, I mean, I am curious. I mean, I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. I enjoy my work. I really enjoy my work. I enjoy life. I, um, I'm hungry to know. I have a hunger to experience more. I am ambitious by nature. You know, maybe I have a high opinion of myself and I want to be out there and I want to be known and I want to know and be known. I mean, that's I also I I feel I do love helping people and I do feel that I've found, a, you know, more than one career that genuinely people are better for my having done the work, I, I you know, maybe. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. I love them all. And um, so. If we had to go back in time and meet your 15-year-old self, what key message would you like to share with her? 
That question always flummoxes me because if I told her something, she wouldn't be the person she was and then I wouldn't be me. And now we're into like the time travel conundrums. And I just, my mind is so literal. I mean, I'm such a literal, for, you know, so such a creative person, my mind is super literal. I'm like, that could never happen, Stella. That just can't be. I just don't know. You know, everything I know that she didn't, you know, the things that she didn't know that she's learned. I mean, how would I be me if I told her anything? You know, I guess if I, I would just whisper love to her, you know, I would just quietly in a very quiet voice that she might not even be knowing that she was hearing. I would maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so necessary to have beat myself up so hard during so much of it. Mm. That's good. Thank you. So where do we see Beth in the next five to 10 years? Um, you know, I try not to, I, I try not to be too more, you know, I love the books. I, I do follow the flow a little bit. So, um, all this, but more, you know, I'm on this path and you don't exactly know there's a TV show that I think is going to go, but you know, maybe that will take my energy and I certainly am working on the next book and you know, when will that come out? I'm not sure. Hopefully before 10 years, <laughs> hopefully, you know, more books, more shows, more of the infinite creator here, but more. Yeah. yeah. But more. The best with that. Surprises. Don't yeah. know, you know, um, yeah, we look forward to all of that. We look forward to all of that. Uh, so do you have a life mantra? Well, I do have a mantra mantra, as I've told you before. Um, I guess my life mantra currently is, and it's so, it's, I hate it and I love it. I think my mantra now is everything is unfolding in divine and perfect order. And I will tell you that the first time I heard somebody say it, I wanted to hit them. I mean, I am not a violent person and it made me so mad. I was like, how can you say that? That is obviously not true. But the fact that I got so mad about it made me think like, you might want to believe that, but not feel like you can. And, you know, eventually, so... I started saying it as a joke when things were really bad, like, obviously they're not like everything's so effed up, you know, and I would say that and I said it once on stage when things were really like, it was a night where there was just, just a, every logistical thing going wrong. And it got a huge laugh. And then I just thought, it's hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious, but the fact that I said it and it got a laugh sort of made it true. And the fact that it made it true by saying it, what it does, so I started saying it more and I started believing it more. And the more I said it, the more I believed it. And then um, what, it does for me, what it does for me is sometimes it takes me out of the moment of like, this is bad. And it puts me into that thing that I was talking about for the big picture, like me not being able to see. It's another way of saying like, you can't see God's whole plan and there's a bigger plan. And, you know, whether you think of it as like a computer game and you're in a computer game and there's, you know, or whether you think like whatever it is, it takes you out of ego and out of controlling everything 
and it does release some of that. Um, and again, I'm going to go back to being a woman and feeling like, you know, we have to work so hard because, you know, we're the world is not shaped to make things easy for us to flow in. So it takes some of the struggle and turns it into challenges and opportunities when I say that. Anyway, it's I you know, I hesitate to say I might listen to this in nine months and go, I can't believe I said that was my mantra. That's not my mantra at all. But my mantra is like sometimes I do also say less is being revealed, less is always being revealed. Because I just think the more you know, I mean, and I would say this about that too. It's like the more that you know, the more questions there are. Love the question. I try to just live in this place of like life is a mystery. Love the questions. Less is being revealed. Everything's unfolding in perfect and divine order. And the corollary, I might not be seeing everything that is. It's more like more than a mantra, like an attitude. I try to keep going back to that attitude. Oh, it's both. It's lovely. Thank you. So we would like you to leave one challenge for women um, who are going to read this story, who are going to listen to it, view it, um, to help them become courageous in their decision-making process. What challenge would you like to leave them? Release the idea of what you should be doing. Release, Release the idea of what you should be doing. And listen to your heart. And download my book. <laughs> yeah, download the book. Download the book. Listen to my so, book and your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll leave the link behind for all the um listeners and viewers Good. all the subscribers to be able to uh tap into all those lovely conversations and how decisions yeah, I mean, are really, Stella, I mean the thing that we've been talking about this whole time, just to come back to that, which is the courage the courage to release you, the courage to follow your heart and the courage to act despite fear, to not expect that there isn't going to be fear, but to understand the difference between life-threatening fear and not, you know, putting yourself in jeopardy and just the kind of fear that is um, natural when you're taking chances and to know that really every wonderful thing has come from taking some kind of risk to get comfortable with that risk taking and get smarter at it. And that is comes from learning to listen to your intuition and being willing to make mistakes, to fail. This is where success lives. And, you know, I wish your listeners all the greatest success. Oh, thank you so much for your time. So all our subscribers, and I know that they are going to learn a lot from your story, from your knowledge, from all the experiences that you've been able to share. I've definitely learned a lot and there's a lot for me to reflect upon. All our viewers would like you to actually download the book so you need to decide and we'll leave you the link on how to actually get that book. So it has been amazing. It is it's still the Stella Olivia Kikoyo, the editor-in-chief of the Stella Woman magazine. Thank you so much for being here. And with us is, is Beth Lepitas. Beth has been awesome. She has given us so much time. It has just been a great time having you here. We love that we've heard from you and that we're going to share all your experiences on all our social media platforms. So thank you, Beth. Until next time. Bye-bye. love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Stellar Woman Magazine and Show's mission to spread thriving women's stories, knowledge, and experiences so that you too can learn one or two things 
be inspired, empowered to change and thrive. We change one woman at a time. This we believe will help to make the world a better and brighter world. I hope today's episode inspired you to change perspective, see new possibilities and take action so that you can become the stellar woman that you would like to be. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go to the Stellar Woman Show and Magazine website for transcripts and more. Also, please remember to subscribe, review, and share with others, and follow us on all social media platforms. Have a great day. We look forward to catching up with you on the next episode.